ever looked in the mirror after day one of starting a new diet or working out and you want to flex or you just look at yourself from a silhouette and a side view and you go and you think you can see already some traction from those things is it just me or there's no way that's got to be everybody right you're like day two of a diet and you're like you know i feel better i feel yeah i just i don't know i mean you check your belt it's not just me right now if you go through my photos in my phone right now i've had the phone probably for like four years you will see so many like day one of my body transformation photos (laughs) i'm sure i'm not alone on this you have like the day one photo where you're just like where you let like the gut hang and you turn sideways and you're just like, all right, we get it. we're gonna get rid of this thing. We're gonna get rid of this thing. It's gonna be nothing but fruit juice and broccoli. And uh that's you know, that's obviously it's scientifically backed that that re- relieves the bloating in your gut. And so um the next time I take this photo, I will be unrecognizable to even myself. And then you never take that second photo because three days later, you're starving, you don't sleep. Um, but yeah, you're right. There is something about that first time you get down there and, and prove to yourself that you can do 15 push-ups without taking a break. There's something that is, you know, and it's true. And it's the exact same scenario for a fantasy baseball season. We're in day one. We're 3% of the season through. And yet instead of the side profile and the flex off and the, I feel less bloated. I look at a team that has five games played. I look at a fantasy team that is less than one twenty fifth really of the season done. And I freak out thinking this will never work. I will never lose those extra pounds or on the opposite side, potentially the few of us, in most seasons this season, I gotta say, and heard a lot of people that are optimistic, a lot of, uh, a lot of what no is going on here, but that's where we're at. I took and a it, screenshot of my wharf team after day one, like opening day. I don't even know if the full day was completed. Maybe it might've been a live standing shot. I was tied mm-hmm. for first and I thought this might be the only chance I get to take yep. that screenshot. I'm keeping that sucker. If you remember uh, of the tag team, league that you and I participated mm-hmm. in two years ago. I believe we had every screenshot of that <laughs> month, maybe three weeks where we were in first place overall. I had spent the money already. I had planned a <laughs> trip to uh, Tahiti. We were, I was, we were getting side-by-side cabanas. The girls were going to go get pedicures. We had a golf outing in Tahiti. Don't know if they even have a golf course in Tahiti, but it didn't matter. We were swinging off. We the could beaches. build one. Yeah, we could build one with the winnings. With all that money, yeah, we were set. And then May hit, <laughs> it wasn't that quite catastrophic, but it was close. It it felt as if I was the the Ryan Presley owner preseason, and. Then it turned into the Ryan Presley April 4th portion, April 3rd, because on April 3rd at night, going into April 4th, we got a little bit of, uh, I would say, optimism with Ryan Presley, or did we? Yeah, I mean, okay, so it's no secret that Ryan Presley missed some time early, obviously, in that first weekend series. And everyone, I mean, you can't 
get even into a fight with your teammate down in the tunnel, a.k.a. Jeff McNeil, and not everyone in the world know about it and come up with some excuse like there was an animal down there or whatnot. Um, Presley was shaking his arm. There's just you, – you can say what you will. You watch the video. He's shaking mm-hmm. that arm. And speculation, of course, his manager covers for him and says he's just a little bit under the weather, and that's why he's not available. Dusty will be dusty. Most managers probably would have done the same thing, to be honest. No, that's not just a dusty thing, protecting your ninth inning guy. I mean, there's no reason not to do that. So we waited and waited and waited for this mysterious illness to go away, and it did. And then Ryan Presley came out, and after throwing, on average, a 94.3-mile-an-hour fastball in his first appearance of the season, he only threw one fastball. And it only went 92.5 miles an hour. He got no swings and misses compared to a 27% whiff rate in his first outing. I, I wish I had the answer for you today on April 4th. I don't have the answer for you. I know that he is no way you can move on from him on any, in any league because he has the upside still as the Astros closer to lead the league in saves. So that's not an option at this point. I never truly believe in a piggyback situation in drafts, but I sure as hell believe in going out there and getting the obvious replacement this week in, that just passed in Fab and snatching up Raphael Montero where you could have because something is up. I don't know what that something is, but something's up. It just, if it... Quacks and waddles, it's probably a deer. Exactly. Exactly. And if you want to just turn a blind eye and play oblivious and say, you know what, those push ups that I'm doing, your butt might have been in the air and your knees were, uh, you know, kind of wobbly and you you only went down a quarter of an inch. But if you want to say you did a hundred of them and give yourself credit, so be it. I choose to say, let's do the proper push-up and pay attention to the fact of exactly what you just said. Two mile an hour lower, shaking the arm, missed time, came back. Only, now, I don't really concern myself. Here's one thing I will say. If I have an issue with my elbow or my forearm, the last thing I probably would do is throw 60% sliders, which right. is a lot more torque on the elbow. So if there's a positive to be had, 10 Breaking pitches out of 12, maybe that's just, you know, in such a tight game and everything else, it was just a, it was a lot to be led into that. So, and I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And I hate the wait and see approach. Hopefully people listened and they got Rafael Montero for cheap, just in case. Yeah. And I blame myself because as you know, we've been talking closers together for years now and it took me years to get on the Ryan Presley train. Mm-hmm. I finally get on it and I drive it straight off the minute made tracks into the Crawford boxes and put the hex on him in week one. I, I am so sorry, Presley drafters. I, I don't have it. I didn't get any Presley this year. I just wasn't involved in snagging one of the elite anchors. That just wasn't, that just didn't work out for me in drafts. It's just not the way I drafted this year, mm-hmm. but I certainly gave him the kiss of death for sure. It didn't hurt. So now collectively we've given, uh, we should be, I, there's got to be an alliteration for the term mono 
and us because the kissing disease is the kiss of death for you and him and the kiss of death for me. And I actually finally bought into Edwin Diaz this year as being the legit. So collectively, maybe we uh, we shouldn't be in on anybody and, and maybe not. I, I I don't know. I know there's one person I'm not necessarily in on as a relief pitcher, but you know what's fun on, on this podcast, me and you get to do, we get to talk about guys that might not get too many other mentions on other podcasts. And this one goes out to you, Tim Heron, Tim Heron, little reliever with the uh, Cleveland in, ah, Guardians, ah. Ah, April 4th, 2023, <laughs> Markham commits hate crime, and number one of the season, but <laughs> worthy, worthy for Tim Heron. Um, he set an MLB record. Did you know anything about this, Aaron, before uh, looking a little bit deeper? No. Tell me about it. I mean, there's, tell me if I'm wrong. It was, it's Tim Heron. He is not long necessarily for any type of high leverage role in Cleveland that we know of, that we know of. If there's a time to potentially pay attention to some of these arms, maybe it's it. But what he did is he set an MLB record and he struck out his first four opponents he faced, um, albeit it was a little rocky to start off with three walk, three, uh, three balls in a row. And then he went on to strike out four straight since that time. Now he is the MLB leader with a set. Well, no, I can't say that in, in at least with two appearances, a 75% K rate, Tim Heron, uh, your first shout out of the season. If we remember last year and there were plenty of people that we never would have met thought of being led into a role. I think Alex Lang's name came up quite a bit last mm-hmm. year. I think that we could go on and on Brock Burke, Alexis um, Diaz, Alexis Diaz. There was a lot. You look in early when no one else is paying attention and, uh, and that gets it, which, which makes me allude to paying attention and maybe jumping in and subscribing and Ryan or Aaron, why don't you tell some of our level listeners how they can get the exclusive rest of this podcast if they want to join us. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Um, I'm going to give Tim Aaron a shout out before we sign off from the free side and meet you all over at the Patreon, www.patreon.com slash reliever recon, where you can listen to this entire episode and find the archives for all of our full and total podcasts exclusive for our Patreon subscribers. Tim Heron, you know those four batters he struck out? They were Jared Kellenick, AJ Pollock, JP Crawford, and Julio Rodriguez. Not a bad first four Ks of the season, I have I have to say. Uh-uh. Uh, but he's also been in the system since 2000. I'm not going to throw a wet blanket on this, but I am been yeah. in the system since 2016. Nice strikeout numbers last year in AAA. I don't know. Maybe he's a piggyback starter or something in Cleveland. Um, but I, uh, sorry, Tim Heron. I don't think you're Alexis Diaz, but prove me wrong, please. I'd love you for you to prove me wrong. That'd be amazing. Did, did Alexis Diaz strike out the first four of his career? He did not. <laughs> he did not. You are absolutely right. He did not. Uh, yeah. So come on over. Um, if you have not, if you're listening to this on the free side, thank you. We mm-hmm. are happy that you found us and we have, I just found out today. I just got home from a dinner with the goat himself. Greg Jewett and lovely Katie, Alyssa and I went and had dinner with them. And I just found out, I don't know if you know this, Nate, but our Patreon subscription is five times that in size of the next largest fantasy baseball Patreon community. Get out of here. Isn't that wild? No way. Really? You are part of 
the largest fantasy baseball paid Patreon service. You, yeah. Nate Markham. And you can be too if you want to follow us over to www.patreon.com backslash reliever recon. And we will see you over there.